Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author, Matt Adams. As far as no round tomorrow, I, I mean, I definitely thought about it last night and this morning um, with everyone saying how bad the weather's going to be. You know, you're like, all right, well, you got to have that mentality that today's the last day and so try to go for broke. Um, you know, with that said, that's very rare that we have 54 holes, so I wasn't banking on that and I'm still not banking on it. Well, he could take it to the bank now. Just after 9 p.m. Eastern time last evening, it was officially decided. This is the statement from the PGA Tour Rules Committee, quoting, The storm uh, affecting the Monterey Peninsula throughout the day Sunday is forecast to continue into the early hours of Monday with very strong winds, although conditions are forecast to improve throughout the morning Monday after consultation with Monterey County emergency authorities who have implemented a shelter-in-place order until early tomorrow morning for the greater Pebble Beach community. And out of an abundance of caution for the safety of all constituents, there will be no play on Monday. Therefore, in accordance with the PGA Tour regulations, the tournament results will be final through the conclusion of 54 holes. Close quote from the PGA Tour rules committee so it is over welcome into the fairways of life show one and all on this monday hope you guys are doing well it was a week of record-setting scores a 59 on live a 60 on the pga tour uh, we want to get into what happened with both of those two rounds and we will in greater detail in today's show as well as catching you up on all the news that we have missed since we were last Together And there was a great deal of it. First of all, to that victory by Wyndham Clark. What he accomplished was his third victory on the PGA Tour in his 146th start. He did it at 30 years, one month, and 26 days. His other wins, of course, the 23 Wells Fargo Championship, the 2023 U.S. Open, and then what took place this past weekend. With the victory, he receives 700 FedEx Cup points. He moves to number three in FedEx Cup standings. He moves to number six in world rankings. That ties him with Victor Hovland for the most PGA Tour wins since last May with three. And that third round, record tying 60. We're going to get into the details of it. Officially, it is being recorded as the course record, uh, but it was lift, clean, and play. So I have a little bit of an issue with it being the course record because of that condition. But nonetheless, that's officially what they are saying. We'll get into more details of the same about that. Now, to that 60, we have to start with what he accomplished. And keep bear in mind, he had plenty of opportunities to get it to 59 or even better. He missed three into the heart on his closing holes, but it was very, very impressive, impressive nonetheless. So after he finished, Wyndham Clark addressed the media, and his thoughts were as follows. Probably what was going on internally, uh, to be honest. I mean, obviously, I made a ton of putts, and I hadn't been in contention really since probably my U.S. Open win, and to kind of have those nerves, and then obviously you're also chasing a different, um, different kind of nerves of trying to shoot 59, and so I I started feeling the nerves kind of on 10, and um, you know, and then making that bogey on a on 12, making that putt was huge. But to, you know, in my mind, I think in the past I would have kind of coasted in and shot a nice eight nine under, and to keep the pedal down and 
and to stay aggressive mentally, I think was the most impressive thing to myself. Um, and then obviously making all those putts was, you know, out of the ordinary. It was pretty awesome. You know, honestly, I think anyone that has ever shot 59 or gets in that kind of zone, you don't really think about score. You just are so focused on the next shot. I really didn't think about it till I got to 18 tee box. And then when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, it would have been really nice to have one of those last two because then I only have to birdie 18. Um, but yeah, I mean, once I hit the fairway in 18, I knew I was going to have a chance to hopefully try to shoot that special number. Um, you know, I gave it my best shot. Unfortunately, I left some putts short, but I mean, I'm super happy with my round. Anytime you shoot 12 under anywhere, you got to be happy. So I don't know how you could beat a round like this at Pebble Beach. Um, even if I had, I haven't shot 59, but I would say even if I had shot 59 somewhere, I don't think it can compare to shooting a score like this at one of the most historic golf courses in the world. I definitely, um, as far as no round tomorrow, I, I mean, I definitely thought about it last night and this morning um, with everyone saying how bad the weather's going to be. You know, you're like, all right, well, you got to have that mentality that today's the last day and so try to go for broke. Um, you know, with that said, that's very rare that we have 54 holes. So I wasn't banking on that and I'm still not banking on it. But um, yeah, I mean, out there, I really wasn't thinking much until you kind of get to that back nine where those last few holes, I was just, you know, see ball, hit ball, try to hit, hit it where I wanted to. And I really had a good feel in the greens. And so in my mind, I was like, all right, let's just get us to where we're putting because the hole seemed like a bucket today. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was nervous. Um, you know, I backed away. I thought I had maybe like a little sand on it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make sure if I'm hitting this putt, I'm com completely committed. So I started my process over. And, you know, I think if I hit it with correct speed, I still think I maybe missed as high. So I might have just misread it. But, yeah, I definitely had nerves. And like you said, I mean, if there is a chance that, it is 54 holes or obviously going into tomorrow, I still wanted the birdie. So I didn't want to be too aggressive and blow it, blow it by. So I, I wanted to uh, secure the birdie as well. I think anytime you shoot 59, I think those nerves come up, even if you're at home. I right. think it's uh, for any golfer that happens. And then to put it on at a place like this in a signature event makes it even uh, a little bit more special. And you know that's where I think those nerves coming down those last six holes, even though it's a Saturday, I really felt like it was the end of a tournament because I did have a chance to do something really special. So, you know, even though I fell short on the 59, 60, still pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think I've had a better putting round. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, 60 is, 60 is my lowest score. Last time I was close, uh, actually I had a chance somewhat um, in Hawaii this year in Maui. Last round I shot 62, was uh, 10 under going into, sorry, last hole par five and I had about eight footer to shoot 61. So I was somewhat close that day. Prior to that, you know, on tour, my lowest score was 62. Um, so yeah, I, it's been a while. It's probably been six, seven years. Probably, probably that 12. bogey putt, um, that bogey putt on 12. I mean, honestly, of any of the putts today that I was not really trying to make was that one. Um, I really was just focused on my uh, on my speed and just trying to get it down there, two putt, get the double, go to the next hole and move on. And for that to go in, it was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> 189 feet, nine inches of putts that he made and rooted at 60. And bear in mind, that doesn't count 
the putt that he made on 12, which was 26 feet because he made it from off the green. His previous best was 156 feet, six inches in the third round of the 2020 uh, Shriners Children's Open. You can see the leaderboard there on the screen, finishing one shot behind Ludwig Oberg, the 2023 RSM Classic champion. He finishes runner-up for the second time in 20 PGA Tour starts. A 2023 Sanderson Farms Championship. And after opening with a 4-under-68 at Spyglass Hill, he played 36 bogey-free holes at Pebble Beach. A 65 in round two, a 67 in the third round. He was one of 11 players in the field that made the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am debut this week. Most impressive indeed. As to uh, what's also impressive, because it is a signature event, Wyndham Clark, as I mentioned, Took home $3.6 million for his effort. Ludwig, $2.1 million and change. Matthew Pavone alone in third, $1.36 million. Tied for fourth, two players, Thomas Detry at $877,500 and Mark Hubbard, $877,500. Remember, Mark got into the event late. Very impressive indeed. Jason Day amongst those tied for sixth. $642,500 there. Remember, that's elevated FedEx Cup points along the way. As to what was going on out there at Pebble Beach, well, one of the great sources that we had for giving us all information on what was happening were the players themselves. And some of the best parts of this, Tom, is that, for example, Ben Griffin, Andrew Putnam, they're talking to their camera, and the weather was so bad, the wind was so strong, we can't even hear what they're saying. Here's Ben. Here. <laughs> they just said. So, Dom, it was uh, a pretty mighty weather out there, and I know you've coddled together more from the social media posts of players. Yeah, you can see Ben there. That's, uh, that's good stuff. That's pretty windy. And this, this from Justin Thomas. While Pebble is completely unplayable to play today due to wind, the shots we would have had to hit on seven today would have been worth it in and of itself. 95 yards down the hill, in off the left, 40 miles per hour, just a chip five iron. That would have been great. You can see that beautiful shot from Evan Schiller of the seventh. That, w- that begs the question, Matt, which is my question of the day. Oh, here we we'll go. we'll get a chance to talk about a little bit later on. What is the worst weather you've ever played golf in? Not, not what you would or wouldn't play in. I'm saying what's the worst weather you've ever played in? One. And I gave an option for if – you, if you go to our YouTube page, you can answer and vote and tell us your thoughts. But I, one of the options is I don't play in bad weather. So there's going to be a lot of oh, people, I think, that, that don't have an answer because they're like, well, if it's over, if it's under 50 degrees, I'm not going outside. No, that's a good option to have on there because I do know quite a few people that that have that mentality that they're not going to play in bad weather. But uh, for me personally, it's definitely always taken place on Lynx golf courses because they have that base of sand. The way, It takes a lot for any for there to be any standing water. So you're playing through tough conditions. I remember playing one time... I had to, I had to close the shop. I was at Newport National when I was still working at Newport National. I had to close the shop, and I went out to play. And I I had layers of clothes on. I went out to play some some golf. There was nobody else on the golf course, and it was snowing. 
I remember playing through hail at La Hinch. We, we literally had to try putting through hail. And then a torrential rainfall just dr- driven by coming in off the sea at Waterville one time that was that we got through. But, you know, with all due respect to, to waterproof clothing, there comes a certain time where if it's really just pounding down on you with the rain, it finds its way in, it gets through any, any crack and crevice. And, and so those are three that come to mind for me off the top of my head. Are you getting any response from people on that yet? Is anything coming back? Oh, yeah, it's coming in. I've played in heavy rain and snow. I've played in the snow, and I've played in the, in the sleet. Let, there, there's a lot more stuff coming in. I'm going to make a list of stuff, and we'll talk about it later on. Uh, Andrew, I want to play more of that stuff. Well, who's next in line there? What is it? This is from Trevor Immelman. Could you break 100 at Pebble playing in this? I think a lot of people wouldn't. Oh, I remember this one. This is the video. Regardless of weather conditions. <laughs> this is the video that has, like, the lightning bolt from Zeus in it in just a second. Watch when he pans back to the sea. There, you <laughs> there go. it is. You're looking the gods at the top are angry. Right. Where is the one, Andrew? Is it the is it the one from Todd Lewis? Give me the one from Todd Lewis. This is the tweet from Todd Lewis. Look at this is this was the, in the morning. Look at the look at the wave coming coming in crash and just hammering what would oh man. That is wild right there. Absolutely wild. And then this coming in from uh Smiley Kaufman is a picture on Twitter. Oh, that's trees dangerous. down everywhere in the Pebble Beach area. A tree fell in front of us while we were driving earlier today. That sounds like a dangerous situation, actually. It does. And you can see the, the damage there from the wind. And then, Matt, I think this is your f- favorite video and possibly mine. We're going to lay out here for Andrew Putnam, who has us, he has something very important to tell us, Matt. Let's see yeah, if we listen, can make it up. Listen to what he has to say here, folks. So that was uh, – thank you for that, Andrew. Yes, thank Quite you for that report I heard, on the I scene heard none from of Andrew that. Putnam. I heard none of that. <laughs> no, we're having some fun with it, but our, our thoughts are with everybody that's in the pathway of this storm because it was very, very strong storms. In fact, there were storms that were affecting much of the country. Uh, I was doing live coverage of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week for PGA Tour Live. I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it was lift clean in place. Uh, so scoring was very, very good. But anytime you have an event at Pebble Beach, it is special. And it was special. So sorry that they couldn't get in the last round. But the event also has a pretty good history of some pretty severe weather. And this was as severe as any that they have gotten. Still coming up in the Fairways of Life show today. When we come back, it was the opening event for Live Golf at Mayakoba. It was beautiful weather down there, and some very impressive scoring took place as well. Plus, it was the debut for John Rahm individually and for his Legion 13 team. What happened there? It is all coming up, presented by the PGA Tour Superstore, the number one golf retailer from coast to coast. Why? Because of their people, first and foremost, in my mind, sure, it's those big, beautiful stores, but their people are true experts, true professionals. Shop with the pros at your happy place. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. It's all in the hips. Just tap it in. 
Yes! Find the latest clubs and apparel at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. The Gen 6 Iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 Iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date, and they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. The weeks leading up to to the announcement weren't the easiest, right? Uh, I have to wait a lot, you know, basically I'll get enough info to then make an informed decision, right? Uh, and even uh, through the process of negotiations, it just that was very, very, very deep waters compared to what I'm used to, right? I had to be more involved than I thought I was going to have to be. But once the announcement was made, I think everything became a lot easier, right? Uh, having to keep the secrecy and not being able to talk to anybody about it was difficult. So again, once it became public, uh, the reaction was pretty much what I expected. Uh, the ones that are close friends that maybe had an idea or not has supported me. And there's obviously some people are going to disagree with any decision we make in life. So, uh, pretty much in line with what I expected, but it was nice to have some time after that, before my first competition round in live golf to, to process and then actually kind of refocus and get to work. It's, it's definitely a different feel to to what i'm used to uh golf being quite an individual sport 
to actually be thinking about part of management of any kind is it's somewhat unusual for me. Uh, but the process was uh, a little bit harder than we would have liked to to acquire all the players. I think a good captain can adapt to each player, right? I don't think there's one single formula to that will work for everybody, right? Because uh, I know what might work to get the best out of me. It might not work for Kieran or Terrell or, or Caleb, right? So I'm going to have to get to know everybody a little bit better to be able to know what, what buttons to push, definitely at what times. Uh, I'm pretty confident I know how to do that with Terrell already. We've spent a lot of time together, so uh, I already know. But with, with Caleb and Kieran, I'm going to have to learn a little bit on, on on how they are in general, how to, to how to manage that. So to answer that, no, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to be doing. But uh, again, like I said earlier, I'm really looking forward to learn. That was John Rahm before the start of the event. At the conclusion of the event, here's the way it all settled out. The individual champion, of course, Joaquin Neiman, will have highlights coming up in a moment. And the team final, the same. John Rahm, who you just heard from, speaking about his Legion 13 team, won by a convincing four strokes on 24 under par as to the individual competition. Let's get to some highlights and show you how it all went down. Where did it go down right here in paradise at Mayakoba? Most impressive indeed. So too was the performance of this young man, Caleb Surratt, only 19. He overcame a triple bogey by making birdies on his final five holes. He secured the team win for John Robbins Legion 13 and along the way, that team win. He also had a tie for 13th. The young golfer just moved out of his dorm 10 days ago. He's made over a million dollars. That's Terrell Hatton for 764 for him to support Legion 13's efforts. What about Captain John Rahm? Well, he was in the mix in his efforts to win upon his individual debut, too, but bogeys on his last two holes did him in. That was a birdie uh, at the 15th. Joaquin Neiman. He opened with that 59, the second lowest score in Liv's history. He was assessed a two-stroke penalty after an incorrect drop in the second round, but he did enough in the final round to overcome, earning his way into a playoff. This was an opportunity for went outright at 18. That playoff ended up going four holes. Sergio Garcia would end up, it was in darkness by the time. The only thing that was lit up was by, by the Jumbotron. Uh, he hit a bad shot, out of trouble, and Joaquin had a birdie opportunity to finish it and to be done with this. Little doubt about this one. Splits the hole in two, and he secures his victory. And with that victory for Joaquin Neiman, finishing on 12 under par, two shots clear again of John Rahm and Dean Burmester, who both finished at 10 under. Joaquin spoke about it afterwards in terms of what this meant and what else he'd like to be doing. A lot of different days. Obviously, the first day, just coming with expectations. I was playing good. Uh, first tournament of, of the leave season, and yeah, I was expecting a lot from myself, and I was able to, to manage myself through the golf course really well, and and then they up shooting 59, which he was, I mean, I think it's a dream to be under 60. It was close for the 54, but not quite. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then Saturday, Saturday got 
this was a really tricky day. The wind, the wind got up. Obviously, I was on 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 the lead, but a few strokes, and yeah, I mean, I think it was a little bit harder to play well after that round, and then uh, the wind getting up, and yeah, and then Saturday was still a, a pretty good day, a good test for what was coming on Sunday, and then Sunday and started a little bit different. Uh, I I got two shot penalty on on Sunday morning, which it was a little bit. A little bit hard to swallow at the beginning, but then I knew that I had to change the, change the situation and, and not let the situation the situation beat me. And yeah, I mean, I, it just I think it, it gave me more energy to go out and fight uh, and and prove myself that I mean it's not gonna bother me. So I was I'm pretty happy that the day ended up this way, especially how the morning started. So I think dinner is gonna take a little bit better than breakfast <laughs> it wouldn't be nice to be feel a little bit alone here <laughs> it's always fun to have the the three other Hamido, Sebastian and Carlos on, on my side here especially on on interviews I think make it a little more more fun and yeah it wouldn't be nice being being with them on throwing us champagne and but yeah I mean I think it's it's still good we still have a, a good finish uh we were kind of outside the top six during the day and and they they start making some birdies and we ended up on the top three so so yeah i mean obviously it's a little bit harder with the with the format being the four scorecards you gotta we gotta play the four of us really good golf and and yeah i mean it's still 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 a good finish for the team i think we got a lot more to prove during during the season and it's it's nice to take that first win for individuals as, as a team yeah, I believe so. I think, I think I, I have a different mindset for for this year. Uh, I mean, I, I wanna. It kind of hurt me a little bit not being on the majors, and I think also helped me uh, to get motivation to to kind of earn my my spot my spot back into the majors into the into the lead players. And yeah, I think it was, I think it helped me a little bit to, to get focused back, uh, to start working harder, to start working with a, with a purpose. And, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's paying off and I just, I mean, I just want to keep telling myself that I'm capable of, of doing this, of winning tournaments. And, and this is a way, uh, uh this is a good way to prove that and, and. Yeah, I mean, I don't wanna, I don't wanna stop working the way I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, and I just wanna keep going. Joaquin Neiman, first individual victory on Live Golf. He has two PGA Tour wins to his credit. He's also won on the DP World Tour. Overall, he has won 11 times amongst the professional ranks. He was a member of the 2019 International Presidents Cup team. So for Legion 13, after they won the team competition. There was the opportunity for John Rahm and more to reflect on what his team did. Feels great. Feels great. Uh, it's very nice, you know, in in a day in which in any normal tournament, I would have probably been upset at my finish to actually have something to celebrate. Now, as one of the big reasons why I decided to transition uh, to share the stage with those three guys, to share the the golf course with all the other teams and and compete for something else is what it's all about. And, uh, it means a lot, you know, it's, 
it's really fun to be out there on the golf course and see the team doing well, right? Uh, first time I, I was able to see any scores was in 12, and by that point, Tiro was already seven under, and the other guys were also doing great work. So we, we had a comfortable lead, and that also motivated me to play a little bit better, right? So you can definitely use the all the variables going on to your advantage. So it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, proud of these guys, honestly, how they, they battled. Um, we all come out here as pretty much as rookies. I know Kieran played one or two rounds for for Team Smash last year, and uh, he knew a little bit of what to expect, but three of us didn't. And for us to do what we did and perform and get the win, uh, you know, I'm glad that we proved it to ourselves and everybody that we're some we're a team to to uh, we're a team to oh I can't can't think of it team to record yeah exactly team to record. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It was motivating to to go out there and know that you're playing for for three other guys today. Um, fortunately for me, I got off to a, a nice start, and it was uh, it was nice to actually see some putts go in compared to the previous round. So, um, yeah, very happy with how I played, and um, you know the fact that we've we've won in our first week out together is um, is great, and obviously looking forward to the rest of the year now. I'm, I'm the opposite to Kieran. I look at every leaderboard I can. I like to know where I stand. I like to know the score. And uh, there's always information out on, on the leaderboard that, that can motivate me. Unfortunately, I never saw the team score until 12. That was the first time I saw it. And, and it was uh, a glad surprise, to be honest, right? Because at that point, I was still, uh, I was even par struggling throughout the day. And and kind of like I said earlier, seeing that I think at that point we were 21 under, it was, it was a very motivating factor. So it kind of helped me make a a clutch four footer to then go on that birdie streak I went on. So, but yeah, I try to look as much as I can. It just didn't happen. I, I said, I said to the lads at the back, like, just don't go, don't spray it in, in each other's face. Don't do it. And, and it sprayed it in my face. Don't worry. I'd already got my champagne ready and I was just stood there and the cork went off. <laughs> so I had to get another one and then I couldn't undo it. So I'm just stood there at the back. Everyone's like sprayed their champagne. So I was looking like an idiot at the back, and then eventually I did get it off and just sprayed everyone in the face anyway. <laughs> it always happens to somebody, Terrell. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, I had to be careful because Kayla was right next to me, right? So I didn't want to overdo it with him. But uh, yeah, after I got Terrell, well, he was trying to uncork his, and I believe I got, I got Kieran on the face. Uh, I think I did a good number on, on Caleb. I was very cautious not to like do it towards his face or mouth because he's never like drank before. So I'm really eye. trying not to, but you know, I, I think you see, you know, it, some of this plasma must have probably got his first taste of alcohol, which maybe, you know, there's a reason to do it. A team win is, is a definitely a good one. Well, it's hard to know what to expect, right? Um, I think we all had probably our certain reserves for the week, right? It's, it's different to any competition we've been in before. And there's a lot to adapt to, right? And I think you have to get through that to then think about winning. But clearly, you know, uh, I don't think uh, these three guys had the best of the first two days, but, you know, they showed it today, right? So uh, with the fact that we were in contention, I knew today was, was definitely a day where we could get it done. Um, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say we're ahead of schedule. I mean, the goal is to win. Right? I like to thank everybody in this podium, in this interview right now when Anytime they tee it up, they want to win. And uh, that's the whole point of being here. And uh, kind of like what Caleb said, that's the whole point of the logo and the whole point of the name behind it. So um, I would say we're right on schedule. Hopefully we can keep doing it. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't 
I didn't know what to expect. So it's, I mean, for all of us, it's, these are new experiences. So, um, but I really enjoyed the week and, um, see winning, winning as a team is, is good fun. And hopefully we can keep that going. All right. So congratulations to John Rahm's Legion 13 alongside of Terrell Hatton and Kieran Vincent and Caleb Surratt. I don't think I've ever heard a discussion in which the players, captains, it was more than just John Rahm. They were talking about their champagne strategy, and then they have to be careful with Caleb. He's 19. And then Andrew was complaining about the guys at the podium with the shorts on. He thinks they should be behind like a formal table doing the interviews, but I don't mind the shorts. Maybe that's a question of the day one day, Dom. If you guys want to weigh in on our question of the day today, log on to the Fairways of Life YouTube channel. And it's it's uh, it's not a, a multiple choice. This is one where you write in your answer because, Dom, you give the official question. Well, how, how did you exactly phrase it? I exactly phrased it. What's the worst weather you've ever played golf in? The absolute worst weather you've ever – and there's a lot of stuff coming in. But I'm saving it. I want you to keep writing in. Well, in the, in the last segment, I'm going to read a big pile of them. And some, All right, of, them very are, good. some of them are pretty good, I got to say. So we, some of them are we got good. that coming up in the last segment. But when we come back, we're going to dive into a 59 and a 60 this past week in the world of golf as the Fairways of Life show continues. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. It's all in the hips. Just tap it in. Yes! Find the latest clubs and apparel at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover. Designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. The Gen 6 Iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 Iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date, and they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. 
Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary 3-in-1 design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart, the decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Historic rounds this past week. This was Friday, the par 4 11th. Oh, holes out for Eagle for Neiman. What a day he had. This is for birdie at 17. This was his last birdie of the day. So call it secured a 59 for Joaquin. Look at that scorecard. Quite impressive, right? He spoke to his 59. Yeah, I know it was obviously an amazing round. Uh, I played solid since since the beginning, and I, I never stopped playing good. So it was it was good to to hit good tee shots on on the last couple of holes where they're kind of tricky, uh, especially 16, 18, and number one. And yeah, I mean, I give myself few chances also on the last couple of holes to to go even lower. But but yeah, still really 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 happy. John said that he would have put money on the fact that no one would have shot a 59 on this course this week. What do you make of that? He owes me money then. <laughs> How much was it? <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think the same either. I mean, I. He was. I think he was playing. The fairways are playing a lot tighter than they used to be. Uh, rough is a lot triggered too. Is is. It's a little longer and and. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of different lies, which is tricky. But yeah, I mean, I play an amazing golf. I, I, wherever I was hitting the ball, sometimes I was getting good lies, uh, good bounces into the fairway, good numbers. So everything, everything came, came up pretty, pretty good during the whole day. I mean, I knew I was close. I, I, I knew that of course it couldn't be in 71, like it couldn't be in 72. But yeah, I didn't want it to do, to do the math and start counting how many par fives and par threes there is on the golf course. But then I get to 18, and yeah, a few guys were were shouting, "Come on, Juan, go, go for the 58!" And I'm like, "I'm right there." <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, I I missed that putter on 18. I, I it broke a lot more than I thought. But, but yeah, I mean, I hit a great tee shot, also number one. Give myself a good number. I just mishit it a little bit and misjudged the the win. But, but yeah, I knew if I kept myself. Calm and, and 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 if I kept myself the same way I was on the first couple of holes, I knew I was gonna be a really low low day, and I felt and I felt that I was able to do that during the whole day. I felt like 
I was calm the whole day. Uh, I never, I never went went uh, ahead of myself. I I stick to my routine. I I, I, I visualize my shots and I yeah. I mean, I just went ahead and compromised with all those shots and and, and I was pretty confident on all of them. So I just happy to to be able to pull those shots and yeah. I mean finish the round with a 59. That sound after Neiman's score of 59. Now remember, in the next round, he was assessed a two-stroke penalty for an incorrect drop and then ultimately earned his way into a playoff that he won over Sergio Garcia. As to Wyndham Clark, he had an opportunity to shoot 59, maybe even better. He missed some putts that were right in the heart in the finishing holes. He spoke about it, and you heard the sound earlier in the program, but it was a historic round nonetheless, a 60 on Pebble Beach. It does officially set the course record at Pebble, a 62 by Matthias Schwab in 2022, Patrick Cantlay in 2021, David Duval in 1997, and Tom Kite in 1983 that 60 again equals the tournament 18 hole scoring record as well uh Sun Kang did it with a 60 in round two of the 2016 event but that was at Monterey Peninsula Country Club it is officially the 54th score of 60 in PGA Tour history with Nick Dunlap the most recent to have done it at the 2023 American Express in the third round the previous low score on tour for Wyndham Clark was a 61 at the 2020 WM Phoenix Open in the opening round. His front nine 28, that was in the third round, that 60, of course, ties the lowest score on Pebble Beach's front nine at the 18T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's the fourth player to perform the feat. The most recent was Brent Schwartzrock in round one in 2002. It's the first 28 or better on tour since Eric Cole at the 2023 RSM Classics third round. I mentioned this earlier in the show, but it deserves again to be underscored career high 189 feet nine inches of putts made in route to that 60 the previous best for him was 156 six inches in the third round of the 2020 Shriners Children's Open and this is the fourth time that he has played at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am etching his victory look at that score he had two eagles on his opening nine two Eagles on his opening nine. Here is Wyndham discussing his 60. I, uh, you know, I got to give some credit to my team. And I um, worked with a guy um, by the name of Mike. And sorry, don't know his last name. Uh, just met him this week. I flew in early Sunday. Uh, spent about three, four hours with him. I had nine putters on the putting green. And, you know, I've been using, you know, kind of the, the putter that Ricky and I've been using. Um, kind of started using that last year and I've really struggled on the green since the US Open and so basically I brought these putters and we resulted to changing no line on the um, on the putter I went a little bit shorter and I went from being conventional to crosshand so a lot of big changes but when you were as um, when you're in a spot where I was mentally and putting you kind of needed a change just so it was something totally different so you couldn't complain or have those same feels that I had, you know, in these previous tournaments. So yeah, a lot, lot changed, but I think, um, you know, not having the line on the putter has been the biggest, biggest thing for me. You know, the brunt of our work has been on the putting recently and we've been so focused on it and she kind of, um, 
maybe told me that, or she told me this week. She goes, let's let's stop having goals for putting, and let's just let's just move on. Let's we were putting too much emphasis on the putting, and we were trying to have the best attitude we could possibly have, um, especially coming into greens like this where they are really bumpy, so sloping, and you know it makes it really hard to make putts. And so I was really just trying to focus on making the best stroke I can, and regardless of where the ball goes, even though everyone tries to do that, it's been really hard for me lately. And I've done a good job this week of that, and I think my patience the first two days on the greens really paid off because then obviously I made a lot of putts today. It's obviously tough. Um, you know, I think if you ask some people on my team, they probably would have predicted it just because you do have such a great year, and then we had some time off, and it's it's kind of hard because you, you know, for me, it was hard to get back to present and to not be frustrated, and now your expectations are through the roof. And so that's been kind of a, a little bit of a struggle in this first part of the year. And then you add not putting well, and so then it, I was really getting frustrated. Um, but, you know, I know it's the start of the year. I've been hitting it good, and I've been doing a lot of positive things. So I just have really been trying to focus on that. And then I, you know, even though sometimes I, I didn't know where I was going with the putting, I had to believe that it was going to eventually come back. And so, you know, it's honestly more than anything, it's just really rewarding to finally make some putts, see some putts. And, you know, I feel like I rewarded myself with being patient and then having a great day today. You know, we're focusing so much on the putting of Wyndham Clark in that round of 60 that earned him that victory over Aubert. But in fairness, I think that Wyndham Clark is one of those type players that when his game is on song, I'm talking about everything, his golf swing is inspiring. And there are, there's, I mean, another question of the day as I'm talking about this, Tom. But when you think about, you know, the Sam Sneeds to uh, many people, Freddie Couples, et cetera, those swings that are kind of all-time inspiring golf swings, and there's many more than, than those that I mentioned. I think Wyndham Clark has one of those golf swings that looks that good. Here are some of his third-round stats that are most impressive. Strokes gain approach to green. He gained three strokes in the average of the field. Strokes gain putting, obviously, 5.2. Look at that. Obviously, first. Strokes gain total, 9.075. Very impressive. Driving distance, 308.7. It's always been a weapon of his. Greens and regulation, almost 90%. Putts per green, 1.38. Total putts, 23. Let that settle. All right, when we come back on the Fairways of Life show, we're going to dig deeper into your comments. Dom's question of the day, what's the worst weather that you have played in? Log on to the Fairways of Life YouTube page, and you could weigh in as well. Plus, we have more to go through. News that we have missed since the last time we were together. Rory and Jordan had a bit of a spieth. Unfortunately, the great actor Carl Weathers, who is featured in the PGA Tour Superstore commercials because he was reprising his role from Happy Gilmore. Unfortunately, he has passed away. Uh, SSG's investment in the PGA Tour. What does it all mean? Father Time finally caught up with Bernhard Langer and shivved him in the Achilles. That and more coming up on the Fairways of Life when we come back. Yes, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. Over here. Over here. 
I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. I think when you're training for other sports or you're what why most people go to the gym is so that they can like have muscles and you know be strong and be healthy and a lot of the reason why they struggle to play golf is their body doesn't move properly for them to be able to hit a golf ball and when you're training for golf it's a little bit different because you're focused more on flexibility and mobility and being uh, strong in motion when you're able to kind of have a warm-up and have a workout routine and kind of gradually build up to where you're training your body to move properly yeah you're gonna get a lot of big dividends on the golf course Easy now, find your happy place. It's all in the hips. Just tap it in. Yes! Find the latest clubs and apparel at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. What if we started a company and the company was under no time constraints, no financial constraints? The one constraint is their clubs had to be exceptional performers and much better than any other alternative. I was told time and again, it'll never work. It worked like a house of fire. And I'll tell you what, I think our customers love it. BXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary three-in-one design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart, the decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. So Bernard Langer recently announced that this year's Masters would be his last. Uh, unfortunately, fate had other ideas. Uh, he announced on Friday, I'll, I'm going to read you his official statement that he sent out, quoting, yesterday during training exercises in Boca Raton, I tore my Achilles tendon. I will have surgery today to repair the injury, which will cause me to miss time playing competitive golf as I recover. Throughout my career, my faith and family have been my bedrocks, providing me strength and guiding me through difficult times. I will lean on both as I work towards a return to competition. Close quote to that. And I was thinking to myself, isn't it ironic that the guy that Father Time could never run down literally is taken out by an Achilles injury? which is literally named after the legend, uh, the connection. Obviously, we wish Bernhard the very best, and when he's feeling a little bit better, we'll have him on the program to 
updated on how he's doing, what's going on, and what his thoughts are, where he goes from here, et cetera, et cetera. His story is pretty amazing. I remember asking him one time when he decided to turn to golf as a profession, when he decided to become a touring professional, how did he do that in Germany? And he told me that he had to meet with, you know, they had, they had advisors for, for young people about what career you wanted to go into. And he said, well, I, I want to be a touring professional. And he said, the guy sat there with the book and was going, um, um, uh, couldn't find it. Didn't even exist at the time that he, you know, you're talking about a Germany that was still rebuilding from the ravages of the Second World War. And he announces that he wants to become a tour professional. It was absolutely remarkable. Then he shared another tidbit that at the time, I didn't know how many people were even aware of. I was unaware of that when he was in the army, he actually broke his back from from overtraining. Just incredible stuff. So we'll have him on at some point to get a little bit deeper. As to that spat between uh, Rory and... and uh, uh, Jordan Spieth. This is an article from Bentley Romine, uh, NBCSports.com, where he writes, Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth had an hour-long phone conversation prior to the start of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am to discuss Spieth's recent comments on a potential deal between the PGA Tour and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. So, apparently, Rory felt it was important to get in touch with him and go, you know what, right now, where we're at, the potential of bringing these guys in as an investor in PGA Tour Enterprises, it's not cool to disparage the fact that we do or don't need them. That was the dividing line. We'll talk about that in some detail tomorrow. We're going to have an expert on the show to talk about what this means, not only for golf, but for sports at large. Our question of the day today was, what's the worst weather that you have played in? Dom, what are you hearing before we wrap up? We only have a couple minutes left. I'm going to try and read as many of these as I can. Uh, first off, 32% wrote in and said, I don't play in bad weather, which you thought that's a little higher than I thought. <laughs> that's a, a lot of people just saying, ah, I'm not going to play unless it's 75. Kevin writes, the worst weather I've ever played in was all four seasons with rain sideways and 30 mile per hour winds in Northern Ireland. Derek says, if there's nay wind and nay rain, it's nay golf. That's why Scottish people invented whiskey. <laughs> John says, I've played in both heavy rain and heavy snow. Manesh heavy says, snow? the worst weather I've played in is snow. I, I'm, just, I, hey, I'm just a messenger, folks. Worst weather I've played in is the snow. The windiest was 40 miles per hour at Burnham and Barrow Links. And I... And I I played a course in Cotswold where you literally, it was a rain cloud. Michael says, I played in a tournament in sleet and snow in mid-November in Michigan in 2016. That was interesting, he says. I've also played in freezing rain where it coated our clothes. Marty says, I played Pebble Beach in very windy conditions, probably 40 miles per hour. I beat a five iron to the middle of the green on seven. Much like uh, Justin Thomas's tweet. That was what Justin Thomas suspected they'd have to hit if they played, yeah. That's right. A couple more. See if I can get a couple more in here. Bob says, the worst weather was early June at Crooked Tree up at Boyne. We'll be going to Boyne, incidentally, later in September. And it was rain and wind, and the rain was sideways off of the lake. I went in to warm up at the turn, and I was told the course was closed. <laughs> well, remember, Crooked <laughs> so Tree sits nine holes way on a closed up. Course. 
Yeah, it sits way up on that bluff, <laughs> way up on the hill above the inland sea that is Lake Michigan. So it can get all right. Two more, a lot two more, Matt. I'm going to squeeze them in. Jay Hawker says, years ago when I was young, I played where the wind was so bad, I hit a driver 125 yards to a par three, and it came up short. Cam says, I played in, this is bad, this is international. I played in, I played golf in 90-kilometer winds. I don't know what that is at miles per hour. I'm very bad at this. In Cape Breton and Cabot Cliffs in November, a hailstorm came through and ruined all the greens with golf ball-sized hail, and we had to end our round early. And wow. then 32% of you were like, it's not 80 degrees. I don't want to play. I do remember one time playing. It was uh, Fahrenheit. It was 26 degrees. We were at Myrtle Beach. It was a you know a bunch of buddies. We were out playing. And I remember showing up, and we, we come to the first tee, and a whole bunch of the guys were like, I'm only wearing shorts this week. And the starter was like, you guys must be from New England. 26 degrees. Thank you so much for your company today, folks. Big show tomorrow. As I mentioned, we're going to have an expert on breaking down the XSSG investment in the PGA Tour. See ya.